0: All right, so good morning to another another service with the Tabernacle of Promise. And I believe I have a word today to encourage us, and not only encourage us, but to kind of redirect our focus as as far as how we ought to live today going forward. Because everything we do, the Word of God has to be Relevant to our lives. If, if it's not relevant. It cannot be effective. Uh, because the whole point of being in Christ. Is to grow. It's to grow. Spiritually. To grow in Christ. And to become mature. And to be that image that we've been. That we are growing into. Is to be like Christ himself. Not his physical appearance. But his character. Uh, everything that has to do with. With what he, but his essence, that same character and essence is that, is that of the Father. So we are being conformed to be like God himself. And not only to be like him, but also to to live with him. He in us and we in him. That is the whole point of this relationship with Christ. But anyhow, today I have a word. And the the title of today's message will be called The Treasure, and this will be part one. I was thinking about the challenges that we are going through, some more than others. We are all going through something. I'm going through stuff. But the fact is that we live in a time of great stress. I don't think anybody will dispute that. However, the stresses we are going through in this country cannot compare to what other believers are experiencing in other parts of the world. Some other, some other believers in other parts of the world really have it really, really difficult. Uh, many are dealing with life and death decisions, drought, famine, persecution, conflicts, where there is no peace due to political and economic upheaval. But no matter what we are going through, the Word of God applies to everyone, no matter the situation. Every day our faith is challenged because of a changing world and the effect it has on our lives. The pressure from work, family, expectations, the environment, which encompasses social, political, and economic. The pressure from competing for resources for our provision and protection. You know, that's why we go to work. That's why we look for a job. And so forth. It's about our provision and our protection. The Apostle Paul recorded something very important uh, in the scriptures. Something we need to keep in mind as believers, no matter what we are going through. These are things that we need to keep in mind. The focus being on who we are and our purpose. And I'm going to start today, as I said, it's going to be called The Treasure. This will be part one. And I'd like us to, we're going to start in the scriptures, Second Corinthians chapter 4, verses 6 through 10. 2 Corinthians chapter 4 verses 6 through 10. And I believe what I have to share with you today as far as the treasure and building up into next week will really show how important it is that we understand what this treasure is and how it, how as Paul in his writings to encourage and remind us of who we are, who God is, and our purpose. Alright, so <clears throat> I'm going to start reading from verse 6. 2 Corinthians chapter 4 verse 6 through verse 10. And the scripture reading goes like this. So the apostle Paul is writing to the church in Corinth. And of course, these scriptures applies to us also, not only the saints then, but they're recorded for us now. So in verse 6, the scripture readings Right, goes like this it says, for it, is, for it is the God who commanded light to shine out of darkness, who has shone in our hearts to give the light of the knowledge of the glory of God and the face of Jesus Christ. Verse 7 But we have this treasure in earthen vessels that the Excellence of the power may be of God and not of us. We are hard pressed on every side, yet not crushed. We are perplexed but not in despair, persecuted but not forsaken, struck down but not destroyed, always carrying about in the body the dying of the Lord Jesus, that the life of Jesus also may be manifested in our body. I'm going to stop there. So he's talking about the treasure, this treasure in earthen vessels. But he proceeded that to talk about God commanded the light to shine in darkness. It, that light is the knowledge of the glory of God. It gives those who receive that light the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Jesus Christ. That light, as we said, as I said, and if you refer to, to John, the book of John, chapter 1, and also in Matthew, chapter 8, it says that light is Jesus. When they talk about the light that shone in darkness, that, it's talking about Christ, Jesus. He is the light, the word of God in human form. So when we celebrate Christmas, that's the light shining in darkness, coming into this dark world the coming of Jesus to earth from the Father. The light came to give the good news of the gospel of the kingdom and reveal the Father. That's why Jesus came. In Isaiah, it was prophesied about this one who was to come, what he was going to do. And when Jesus stood in the temple, and he read from the book of Isaiah... He declared, he said, this scripture is now fulfilled in your in your hearing. When he said, what was prophesied about the light coming, that is, the light is here now. And then he stated what his purpose was. So that purpose, as I said, the light came to give the good news of the gospel of the kingdom and to reveal the Father. So that light now shines in our hearts because we believe. We received his words, and now his light shines through us, or by the knowledge of Christ. That's why it said here, in the face, the light of the knowledge of the glory of God, in the face of Jesus Christ. In Christ, the knowledge of God is revealed to us. So Paul said that we have this treasure in earthen vessels. The treasure is the light of Christ that shines in us. What does that mean? It's a night, nice, it sounds nice. To some, they will understand what that means, but to others, they don't, they won't get it. So what does that mean? That this treasure in earthen vessels? It means that our imperfect bodies, in it resides the King, Christ. His kingdom and His power resides in us. In the person of the Holy Spirit. As carriers of that light, we carry the gospel of the glory of Christ who is the image of God. We are carriers of that light. And that light we carry is the good news of the glory of Christ or the glory of God that's revealed through Christ that's in us. That's the light. The light we carry is the word of God. Which embodies Christ and his kingdom. Which is revealed to us and expressed through us by the Holy Spirit. The first song we sang when they talked about bow down and worship him. Enter in. And then it says, this is holy ground. The holy ground is not the building you go to when you go to church. The holy ground is your body is the holy ground. Because the Spirit of God dwells in that body. Because the Spirit of God dwells in your body, that means the presence of God is in your body. And if the presence of God is in your body, that means that that your body is holy ground. You are the holy ground, because the Spirit of God resides in our bodies. Because the Spirit of God resides in our bodies, we are carriers of the light. And that light is the kingdom of God, which is revealed in us, and will will be revealed to the world through us. Alright? So I hope you're getting that. So this is what he's talking about, this treasure The point being that whatever we are going through, no matter the circumstances, God will be glorified in and through our lives if we trust Him. His power will be revealed through us as evidence that He is at work in our lives. Paul talks about how hard pressed they were. And he talked about their. He said, we are hard pressed on every side yet not crushed perplexed but not in despair persecuted, not forsaken struck down not destroyed they were hard pressed they were persecuted some of them were killed other scriptures, Paul spoke about being hungry, he spoke about being naked, the beatings the imprisonment, imprisonment. But through it all, he and others persevered because their hope was in Christ. They had the light, that treasure in them. And because they understood what that treasure was, that treasure is that they had in them, they persevered. Let's look, look at verse 10. He said, always carrying about in the body the dying of the Lord Jesus. That the life of Jesus also may be manifested in our body. What is he saying there? He said daily we had to die. What does that mean? Daily we have to submit to the Spirit of God and the Word of God. We have to submit to our purpose. Submitting to your purpose means you have to die to your own desires and your own will. And do what God requires of you. That's what it means. He says we are dying. Daily we care about the dying of the Lord Jesus. Why the dying of the Lord Jesus? How did Jesus die? When he came, he said, I have, when he was on earth, he said, I came to do the will of of him who sent me and to finish his work. In other words, he came to do the will of the Father. His own will, his own desires were put aside to do what the Father required. He died every day. He did the will of the Father. And Paul is saying, we also die daily to do the will of Christ. And that applies to us today. It's not about what we want to do. It's what the Lord requires of us. And we purpose to do what He requires. And what is that? Show compassion. Walk in love. Show mercy. Forgive. You know, watch your tongue and so forth. That is dying to itself and submitting to the, to to the word of God and the spirit of God. You're doing not your will, but you're doing the will of Christ. So dearly, they submitted to Christ for the cause of Christ. They were preaching, teaching, sharing the good news of the gospel of the kingdom so that Christ would be, would be magnified through them. That's why he said here that the life, verse 10, that the life of Jesus also may be manifested in our bodies. Because as we submit to the the Spirit, as we we submit to the cause of Christ, the the Christ himself is glorified. Why? Because God acts on our behalf. He backs up the word that we submit to so that his glory is revealed. Let me show you an example. Go to the book of Acts, chapter 16. I'm not going to go in a lot of detail with this. I'm just going to touch on the things that is going to help you understand what I am, what I want, what I'm talking about here. Acts chapter 16 verse 16 through verse 19 and verse 22 through 32. And this is Paul writing, recording what happened, an account of what took place with him and this uh, and, and the apostle the other apostle here Silas and some of the others who were with them at that time verse 16 now it happened as we went to prayer that a certain slave girl possessed with a spirit of divination met us who brought who brought her masters much much profit by fortune telling this girl followed paul and us and cried out saying these men are the servants of the most high god who proclaimed to us the way of salvation and this she did for many days but paul greatly annoyed turned and said to the spirit i command you in the name of jesus christ to come out of her and he came out that very hour Verse 19 But when her masters saw that their hope of profit was gone, they seized Paul and Silas and dragged them into the marketplace to the authorities. Verse 22 Then the multitude rose up together against them, and the magistrates tore off their clothes and commanded them to be beaten with rods. And when they have laid many stripes on them, they threw them into the prison, commanding the jailer to keep them securely. Having received such a charge, he put them into the inner prison and fastened their feet in stocks. Verse 25. But at midnight, Paul and Silas were praying and singing hymns to God and the prisoners were listening to them. Suddenly there was a great earthquake so that the foundations of the prison were shaken. And immediately all the doors were open, and everyone's chains were loosed. And the keeper of the prison, awaking from sleep, and seeing the prison doors open, supposing the prisoners had fled, drew his sword, and was about to kill himself. But Paul called with a loud voice, saying, Do yourself no harm, for we are all here. Then he called for a light, ran in, And fell down trembling before Paul and Silas. And he brought them out and said. Sirs what must I do to be saved? Verse 31. So they said believe on the Lord Jesus Christ. And you will be saved. You and your household. Verse 32. Then they spoke the word of the Lord to him. And to all who were in his house. Okay that's it. That's all I'm going to read. So let me, let me just point on a few things as it pertains to the treasure. So you have this woman, she's a slave, but she has this gift. Well, let me put gift in quotes. She can, she's a fortune teller. So the people that she's, she reports to that's, that's responsible for her, they made a lot of money off of this gift. Because she was possessed with this spirit. Of a fortune teller. So what happened. Paul. Silas and others. They were on their way to prayer. And she's following them. It says she followed them. And she was making the statement saying. These men. Are the servants. Of the most high God. Who proclaim to us. The way of salvation. What she said there through that spirit of divination, is absolutely correct. She said nothing there that was wrong. The spirit in her knew who these men were. Wherever they were, she would follow them and keep repeating this, saying this thing, which is true. So one day Paul got annoyed with a constant repetition of stating what about who they were so Paul knew by the spirit that she she's possessed with a with with a, a, a spirit this fortune telling spirit so he got annoyed and he commanded the spirit to come out of her so when he did that it said here her masters became angry because they understood that this their revenue source was gone. Because that, wo- that spirit, that gift that that woman had was gone. Because the spirit was cast out of her. So they brought Paul Silas to the authorities on a trumped up accusation, a trumped up charge. They're saying here that these men were breaking the law. They were teaching erroneous, they were teaching erroneous things that was against the law. So Paul and Silas were beaten. And then they were thrown in prison. And the jailer, the person in charge of the jail, that person was mandated, make sure you keep these prisoners secure and don't let them get out. So the jailer put had them put in the inner prison and they were in chains. It was late at night, they said at midnight. And what were they doing? They were worshipping God. They were singing, as it said here, they were what? They were singing hymns. And they were praising God. And they were, of course, it said here in verse 25, they were praying. <clears throat> and the prisoners who were, everyone in the jail could hear them. So as they were praying, as they were singing hymns, suddenly there was a great earthquake. So you got to put yourself in the situation with the jailer now, and everyone in this prison. There was an, a, a great earthquake it says the foundations of the prison were shaken and all the doors were open, and all the chains fell off. I understand in a, with an earthquake, yeah, doors can open, the place will shake, but chains falling off of people. These chains require locks. So all the chains fell off all the people. So you know that's just not normal. Something like that is not normal. The incident was so distressing for the jailer that he was about to kill himself because the mandate that he had, the instructions that he was given, these people escaped. How is he going to explain or justify what happened? So he was about to kill himself instead of having to deal with the consequences of explaining to the authorities how these people supposedly escaped. So while he was about to kill himself because of his distress, Paul intervened. He and all the other prisoners they re, they remained to the relief of the jailer. So Paul intervened and told the jailer, "Don't you don't have to hurt yourself. We are here. We didn't leave. You're not at risk." Verse twenty nine. When he got the light and he the jailer went in and he saw Paul and Silas and all the prisoners were still there. He brought them out and he said to to Paul Paul and Silas sirs what must I do to be saved and they said in verse 31 believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and you will be saved you and your household and very important verse 32 then they spoke the word of the Lord to him and all who were in his house what is happening here the whole incident was a testimony of the presence and the power of God. The jailer heard the words about Christ and believed. Because he asked the question, Sirs, what must I do to be saved? And Paul said to, they said, this, it said in verse 32, They spoke the word of the Lord to him and all those who were in his house. What is that word? The gospel of the kingdom. The gospel of the kingdom. The treasure was shared with the jailer and those who were with him. The treasure. The treasure. The word of God. The gospel of the kingdom. The word concerning Christ was shared with them. They heard, they believed, and they were saved. The light is the word of the gospel of the kingdom that was shared with the jailer. And the other so that that they could be saved. So that they can be rescued. From darkness and brought into light. That's the treasure. The treasure was shared with him. And they received it. The same way somebody shared the treasure with me. I received it. The same way somebody shared the treasure with you all on this line. And you received it. The same way you all have shared the treasure with others and they received it. The treasure is the gospel of the kingdom. Same way Christ came, shared the gospel of the kingdom and revealed the Father is the same thing that we are also mandated as children of God to do. That's why the word says we are carriers of the light. We are carriers of the word. We are carriers of God's Spirit. We are carriers of Christ. So Paul and Silas shared the light. Because if you understood what happened, God was moving on their behalf. God delivered Paul and Silas and all those who were imprisoned for them. They were delivered. The testimony of what happened impacted the jailer and all those who were there. So they couldn't deny... Something supernatural didn't happen. They were witnesses of it. They were there. So that's why the jailer said, sirs, what was, what was, what must I do to be saved? And then they shared the light with them. They shared the word. They said, believe on the Lord Jesus. You see, you can tell people believe in Jesus, but you gotta, you gotta share the word with them. Why? What did Jesus do so that you can be saved? And then they have to receive that light. It's a choice. They have to receive it. And once you say yes to Jesus, you have received that light and and you are changed now from the inside. So Paul and others lived it daily, no matter what challenges or victories they encountered, so that the power of Christ can be revealed god supernaturally working with for and through those who are christ i'm sure there are those on this line i've heard testimonies from people of how god worked i'm talking about tangible evidence of things god has done in their life that couldn't be done by that by by the hand of man it had to be done by god in a supernatural event That have taken place in their life. You couldn't deny that it was God. And it proves. It proves. That not only are you a carrier of the light. God moves on your behalf. Validating to you. That you are a carrier of that light. Because the Bible says. The spirit of God bears witness with our spirit. That we are children of God. So when God moves in your life, when the supernatural interfaces with you, with our spirit, and God is do, God does things that seems impossible, it's a testimony that you are not only a carrier of the light, but God is, God backs up what he says that he, not only his relationship to you, but His promises to us, in other words, no matter the stresses that we are going through, no matter the challenges we are faced with daily, no matter the uncertainty, the uncertainties we encounter, we must trust in the Word of God. We must trust in His promises. We must trust Him no matter what. No matter what we go through. We have to understand the treasure that we have in these bodies. We can't go by how we feel. We have to go by what the Word of God says. We have to know what we what, this, this investment God has made in us. We have to know that. We, we have to know this. Let's go back to 2nd Corinthians chapter 4 verse 16. This is what Paul wrote here. He says, Therefore, we do not lose heart, even through though our outward man is perishing. Yet the inward man is being renewed day by day. Even though our outward man is perishing, Yet the in one mind is being renewed day by day. This light in us, as we go through whatever it is we have to go through, nothing lasts forever. There's a beginning and an end to everything. But as we go through, this light in us ch- transforms us daily. Every time we go we're going through something, we are being transformed. Transformed into what? Into the image of Christ. This transformation is a maturing process that's taking place in our spirit and our souls. As the inner man matures, as we go through whatever it is we got to go through. Because when we come through something, we should be stronger than when we entered it, entered whatever it is we have to go through. As we become stronger, as that light becomes brighter, it shows that we are maturing. That light is becoming brighter each day with every trial we overcome. Although our outward body is perishing. But the inward man, the treasure that's in these bodies, that light has to become brighter and brighter and brighter and brighter. Whatever we're going through is to perfect us. It's so that the light that we carry can become brighter. So that God can be glorified through our lives. That's what Paul said here. In verse 6. The light shone in our hearts to give the light of the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Jesus Christ. That's why. We got to remember that this treasure we have is to glorify God. This treasure we have is to make the presence of God known not only to us but to others who are outside to believers and unbelievers. This light that we have is to edify one another to encourage one another to grow in grace to grow in faith to grow strong so that we can all overcome. Even though we are going through some stressful times. And don't tell me that you don't, you know, some people say, oh, there's no stress. Yes, there is stress. The question is, how do you handle the stress? Are you at peace or are you allowing the stress to overrun you? There is stress. I don't care what anybody says. But the question is, how do you deal with it? Do you walk by faith or do you, or do, are you trifling over what, whatever stresses that you're being faced with? Yes, we are going through some stressful times. But remember that these are opportunities to grow spiritually so that the light of Christ can shine more brightly in our lives. God can work even more with us and reveal himself through us so that the excellence of the power may be evident in our lives through our lives, glorifying Himself. That's why it says, we are living epistles. We are living letters. We are living witnesses of the glory of God, the power of God, the transformation that has taken place in our lives. What we used to be like, we're not like that anymore. Why have, why have we changed? We've changed because of the transformation, the light that's in us. We are being transformed into the image of Christ. We are a new creation in Christ. He doesn't hold our past against us. Because we have been washed in the blood. This is why Jesus came. So that we can interface with the Holy God. The light in us. Interfacing with Him. The light in us. Interfacing with our spirit. That's why the Bible says we come boldly before the throne of grace. We see Him face to face. Not literally, but our spirit man interfaces with the Spirit of God. You see, this is a glorious time to live in. We might say, oh my God, Lord, it's hard. We're going through some tough times, but they say... We walk by faith and not by sight. we got to trust God. This is why we're here. God called us in such a time like this to glorify Him. It's not an accident we're here. We're here to glorify Him. But it's not by our power. It's not by our intellect. It's not by our education. Nothing we can do can glorify Him. We have to submit so that His power, the certainty of his power is in Christ not because of us God working through us to glorify himself the question is we have to die we are carrying around the death of Christ in us learning to submit every day to do the will of Christ so that the power of God works through us so that the evidence of it is say, oh my God is not us it's, it's Christ in us, the hope of glory. The power of God working in us. Testifying that we are the children of God. That we are carriers of this treasure.